With one year to go until the 2016 Paralympic Games, Philip Craven, president of the International Paralympic Committee, says finalizing preparations for the event is only part of the focus in Rio. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. Craven spoke with ATR reporter Aaron Bauer in the lead-up to the one-year-to-go celebrations, which are taking place throughout Rio this week. Festivities include a Paralympic festival next to the Lagoa de Freitas to showcase parasport, invite elite athletes, and encourage public participation. In the final year to the Games, there will be five more dedicated Paralympic test events, the most ever ahead of an Olympic Games, with other events featuring both Olympic and Paralympic athletes. Craven says that the IPC expects to outsell Beijing and London in tickets for the 2016 Paralympics. He also expects Rio to bring its own flavor to the Games. Well, I think it, what they will bring and then what we will bring to, to Rio de Janeiro with the Games, I think that, you know, you've got, you've got those two angles. I mean, what will Rio bring? They'll bring the karaoke, the people, the enthusiasm for life itself and for sport, and, uh, and there'll be great performances from the Brazilian team, who you may be aware of, uh, they topped the medal table at the, uh, the recent Pan-American Games in Toronto, you know, ahead of Canada, the home nation, and ahead of, ahead of the, the US. And so I think that, as you know, what is so important is that the great performances from the home nation at any games, whether it's Paralympics or Olympics, and I think we're assured of that. But I think what will, what will the Paralympics coming to town and coming to Brazil bring. It's this really eye-opening experience of elite sport, this transformational capability of the games, uh, changing people's maybe somewhat negative minds to that they have maybe at the moment to persons with an impairment, to that just being turned completely on its head to positivity, you know, and to the maximization of of ability uh, and using to the maximum what you've got and not worrying about what you've not got. And I think that's one of the greatest examples and that's really uh, the Paralympic Games are without doubt in my opinion, and I know I'm a little bit biased, the world's number one sporting event for driving societal change and I think that's what we will bring to, to Rio and, and to Brazil. Going off that, um, how has the city changed in terms of accessibility and awareness for people with disabilities throughout even, you know, the whole country of Brazil even? Yeah. Well, I think I'd like to stick with with Rio uh, at the moment, and I'll know more after being there for 10 days uh, from next Sunday onwards. Um, But I think that at the moment we're still hearing from... from,
facilities the athletes will be using and the transport from the village to the training and, and competition venues and those venues themselves, they will be fully accessible. But it will take uh, it will take the games happening and then legacy to see fundamental change. As it did in Barcelona in 92, I went back 10 years on in 2002 to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Paralympics and it was amazing what had happened in that city. It was just totally accessible to wheelchairs and it had not been before. And so this is this is a long-term project but I think the the um, the the beginnings are there and and but it's the games that change the perceptions and you have to change the perceptions of particularly of the politicians before anything really happens and it's only the games and being at the games and and breathing in the paralympic spirit where that changes everything now shifting back to the operational sides of the paralympic games in your opinion how have the preparations for the 2016 games been going well uh, we're we're pretty happy with the way things are going we know there have, there have been difficulties as i know you know even better than i do both from the the Olympic and the Paralympic side, but I think this is one of, in a way, uh, one of the great thrills of moving around the world with the games, moving to different cultures, different working patterns, and uh, and this is where the IPC and the IOC have got to really earn their, you know, earn their keep and make sure that they are great, great partners to uh, the organising committee and to the nation, and we've got many test events coming up and these will test operations but I think that generally we're, we're, we're reasonably happy but there's still a lot of work to be done uh, in the next 12 months to ensure that we have great games you know going off that saying that there has to be a lot of work you know to finish everything up what is the biggest challenge that Rio yeah. faces to get ready for the Paralympics do you think all the venues are going to be done on time well absolutely I mean I think we do have pretty good advantage here by following on from the Olympics that, uh, that the venues will be ready for the Olympics and therefore they will be ready for the Paralympics and, and it will be made in a, in a very accessible manner so uh, I don't have too many concerns with regard to that. What do you think the biggest challenge though remains for the organizing committee as we close the gap with less than one year to go or one year to go for you guys? I think the biggest challenge is making it all happen in the time scale because there's no extension of that time scale it's going to hit you right in the face you know and uh, with the with the opening ceremony of the Olympic Games and uh, and I think that that is always uh, you know something that uh, I remember when I was on the board in London and we were counting down the was it the Wednesdays or the Thursdays to to when the opening ceremony of each Games will be taking place and it's something you have to meet those targets. And, uh, and I think that that is the overall major concern, that, uh, that, that, that those targets are met. Uh, what major milestones does the city have to reach as it finalizes the preparations? Well, I think that, I think that this, this major milestone for us is when, when really everything comes into, into focus is this one year to go. I mean, I don't know if you're aware, but there'll be a Paralympic sport festival at the Lagoa. And then, then following on from that, you're, I, I expect you're aware also that the uh, Chef de Mission meeting will be taking place 
the following weekend and the first few days of the following week, uh, where we have over 100 nation, uh, competing nations sending representatives to the uh, to the uh, chef de mission meeting, where it won't just be myself observing readiness. It'll be it'll be the majority of the competing nations, and so. When you think of the chef de mission, we've got the Paralympic festival, we've got the test events. I think all of those are, are crucial moments uh, for the organizing committee and for the IPC, of course. Um, now, Rio 2016 has scheduled the most Paralympic test events um, in the history for you guys. How important is it is yeah. that organizing committees schedule dedicated Paralympic test events in addition to the integrated ones? Well, I... I think it's important and I think we've got an opportunity there that also um, facilities and operations that pertain both to the Paralympics and the Olympics can be tested. If you can have an in integrated test event, Olympics, Paralympics with Olympics, then surely also when you have a dedicated test event for Paralympics, you can still test you know, um, services that are that will be jointly delivered for both games, and uh, and so uh, it's important, very important, and I think it's there that you can experience specific, uh, you know, specific, the specific elements of Paralympic sport. But I think also those dedicated test events for para sport help raise awareness of para sport and each sport's leading athletes, and I think it's vital when we want to sell 3.3 million tickets, 0.5 million more, half a million more than we sold in London. And I think it's vital that the more opportunity that there is to get Paris sport out to the, uh, out to Brazilians and particularly the people of Rio, the better. Do you expect Rio to outsell London? Do you expect it to sell all 3.3 million that's tickets? That's what we're expecting. We're expecting to go ahead of the cumulative TV figures for London and Beijing, which were equal, 3.8 billion, we're, we're expecting to crack the 4 billion figure. The major storyline for Rio 2016 ahead of the Olympics is the issue of water quality. Um, and many of the Paralympic athletes will be competing in the same bodies of water. You know, does the IPC have any yeah. concerns about the delivery of cleaning up Guanabara Bay and, you know, some of the lesser-known waterways in Rio, such as the Lagoa? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, as we know, Guanabara Bay is, is, is the sailing venue and then the, the Lagoa is, is canoe and, and, and rowing. And as you, you'll be aware, canoe, para-canoe, it's the first time that it's taken place uh, in the Paralympic Games. Uh, same for para-triathlon. But... Um, Concerns? Well, we're, we're very much in contact with the organizing committee on these concerns uh, with regard to water quality. We've had assurances that, that, the, that the athletes will not be in any type of danger in competing there. Regular tests are taking place, bacterial testing as, uh, as recommended and authorized by the World Health Organization. And we're at this moment in time as confident as we can be that, we, that, that the water quality will be of a sufficient standard for uh, safe competition. And, uh, and that's all that we can be at this moment in time. I mean, a lot of work's been done, as you're aware. You're in Rio. And, uh, and I think, again, this is an example of an environmental cleanup and something that 
really will be of incredible benefit in legacy format to to uh, to not just to Rio but to all the communities that surround Guanabara Bay. Has the IPC been in contact with athletes that have trained here and you know sought their feedback on the situation? Not to my knowledge, no, we've not. But we've not similarly heard from athletes that there's been a concern. Um, you know, as we reach this major milestone of one year to go, what is the city of Rio de Janeiro doing to engage fans ahead of the Paralympic Games to build excitement and awareness for them? I think that that is very much uh, when you have events such as the... Uh, and you're going to be there at the Paralympic Festival. I think that that the key event in London was was the the similar event that took place on on Trafalgar Square exactly one year before the opening ceremony of the, of the Paralympics in London. The ticket sales were launched the day after, and within two to three weeks, uh, I think over a million tickets had been sold, and uh, which was the first time ever that that had taken place. As you'll also be aware, the Paralympic Festival, there's, there's a, a hundred meter races within, in combined classes to find the fastest uh, man and woman Paralympian on, if I can put it, on two legs, because we've not got wheelchair events there. We've got some great stars showing up for that. Jason Smith of Ireland, Australia's Evan O'Hanlon, uh, Richard Brown from the US, the Cuban duo of Amara Duran and Unidis Castillo and South Africa's Ilse Hayes and then we've got football five aside from the world's two best teams Brazil and Argentina we've got demonstration events in wheelchair basketball wheelchair tennis city volleyball an opportunity for people to come out and, and try and that's exactly what happened in Trafalgar Square and that's what we're expecting you know a similar effect from, from what goes on in, in Rio next weekend and, uh, and I think it's that you say that connection uh, that uh, that has to happen and to have now more and more events and more and more on television building up to the games and uh, and uh, and that's what has to happen and will happen um so those are all the questions that i had but is there anything else you wanted to talk about you know where everything stands one year to go the excitement building a- anything else you wanted to touch upon that i didn't ask you about yeah i think that as as i think we've not quite maybe not set it straight out, but really Rio is about building upon upon what's happened as you've noticed in, in Sochi, in London, in Beijing, and uh, just moving ahead and moving to South America for the first time and just showing once one more time the effect that the Paralympic Games can bring to a city and bring to a nation. And I think also uh, selling what a wonderful city Rio de Janeiro really is I mean it's such a I don't I don't know of any other any more spectacular setting for for sport or for life itself than than real and its surrounding area I mean it's just amazing to have the Atlantic Ocean crashing in on those beaches and then to have Christ the Redeemer and Sugarloaf and uh, it's just a wonderful place to be and I think that that's something that I would like to get out there into the media uh, to say Come to Rio and have an amazing time. That was International Paralympic Committee President Philip Craven speaking with ATR reporter Aaron Bauer on the road to the 2016 Paralympic Games. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. 
Thanks for listening. Thank you.